right, welcome in. It's Thursday, September 16th. It is the fourth episode of season four of The Money Line. I'm Gabe Swartz. With me, as always, the esteemed gambler, Trevor Leaf. Uh, we're talking about college football's week three lines, the NFL week two as well. Based on our lines we love picks and, and everything that I've seen, it seems like we are both loving the college football board a little more than the NFL one so far. Um, Trevor, I just want to ask you before I get into our records and all that, but and before we start breaking out games, just summary of the last week and a half. I know you've been a little cooler than you'd like to be, but what's the what's the mentality as we as we enter the middle of September? It's been terrible so far. Um, all the free money that I received from all these sports books is essentially gone. Other than um, my last $150 of free money in FanDuel, uh, we have one more leg of a soccer parlay. And that's how you get out of a cold streak, a random soccer parlay. So we just need one more. Um, that'll, that'll help us out a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, tough losses this last week. Had a Ravens-Dodgers parlay. Ravens somehow lose to the Raiders. You gave me that. I lost with you. That was a crazy game. Um, no, it was actually kind of cool though. Like they started celebrating, thinking the game is over. The game's not over. They get that penalty. We get the interception. I'm like, wow, this is, this is what's going to turn me around. You need some fluky stuff like this to turn it around. That didn't happen. Had a Yankees Mets parlay that also didn't go my way. The Mets have been cold. So I've been cold. I owe you a taco now. So, yeah, it's been terrible. It has been terrible. The worst thing about it, too, Miller is red hot right now. So I've had to hear about it every you, second of my life. Are you riding his picks at this point or are you? I'm not. No, you're I'm just not. Persevering through it. I I would never. <laughs> you could never. It got into my head. You still couldn't get me to ride Miller's picks. Miller's one of the worst gamblers I've ever met. He's this is the first time he's been hot like this. So we'll see how he uh, plays with this money. Cause he's never had this amount of money in his <laughs> account. And you know, he likes the giants tonight. So I think tonight might be the downfall of Miller's rise football team, football team minus three and a half. Yes. Fo- yeah. I was going to give that out, but I, some people might not listen to today, but yeah, I'm all yeah, exactly. over the football team tonight. I, I don't fair. care who's at the quarterback. Give me football team tonight. Um, yeah, I know Miller hit a huge soccer parlay yesterday at plus 1,200. So maybe you employed him for par- Trevor's parlay of the week, which is 0-2 so far. But um, <laughs> Gabe's parlay of the week did not win this past week. We lost seven of our eight legs hit. Texas A&M scraped it out against, against Colorado. But Utah losing to BYU in Provo, not what we wanted to see. Otherwise, we would have been up nearly seven units at this point. Um, as for our show picks, I need to update based on our app record. Um, I don't know necessarily if I can see your total app record for like more than, I don't know. At this point, I have us down as I'm nine and 10 on the app. You're 15 and seven on the app, but in the show, I'm 13 and nine. And on the show, you're eight, 14 and one. Gabe's yeah, I've been, I've been brutal. Yeah. I have been so bad and I apologize. And let me tell you this, dude, it was so bad. I didn't bet a single game week one for the NFL. I didn't. I slept. I woke up. So I, I was at ASU UNLV last Saturday night covering the game. Got home at 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Fell, 
fell asleep at four, forgot to set an alarm to get up and bet the NFL slate. So I woke up at 1020. Luckily, it it saved me from betting the Cardinals Titans over that I gave out on the show, which lost by a point because there were zero points scored in the fourth quarter. So just a brutal beat. And then I got killed on Sunday because down the line podcast host, uh, Carson Breber, who gives me pretty much all of my tennis betting advice. He's a huge Djokovic fan. I'm a huge better of Djokovic bet on Djokovic to beat Medvedev. Um, after the first set he was down. So he was plus one twenty. I was like, we're, we're doubling down. <laughs> I, I, I bet I bet on Djokovic to win at that point. And then after he lost the second set, I was like, surely this is just going to be a dramatic comeback. So I tossed a little money <laughs> on him after the second set. And from there, we just kind of got killed because Medvedev um, ended up beating him and, and ending the calendar Grand Slam run. So Carson and I have reserved after the Australian Open in January, um, or the Australian Open that was in February or March, whatever it was. Um, and then this U.S. Open, we've just been killed by Medvedev, Djokovic finals in slams. So we're, we've, we've, we've done really well in other bets. Like I gave out on the Action Network app um, for my picks last week. I gave out Emma Rajukanu as an upset to win in the semis. And she was plus money. That was a Carson pick, but I gave it out. One, he's been great at giving me advice, but Djokovic Medvedev is like our, our just our, the thing that we can't beat. So I'm done betting those. I got killed on that. We need to make it up this week. Um, so here we go. Dude, that's the thing. Like, so kind of with, it's the same thing with me. Like I usually go to Miller for soccer picks and he's usually pretty damn good at giving me some good picks. But now that he's got his own money, but he just keeps to himself, he doesn't tell anyone what's going on anymore. So I might have to find a new guy. Yeah, I don't think I need to find a new guy. I just need to avoid betting on matches that involve Novak Djokovic and Daniil Medvedev. Yeah, so, that's true. Like, it's good that we have a tennis guy. Yeah, we have a tennis guy. Carson is our tennis guy, and he's very good at it. Like, I think in total, I'm up like four or five units. So on tennis yeah. bets. So, so we, have a, we have a soccer guy, a boxing guy, and a Harry, and a tennis guy. It's important to have those things in life. so that You, you got to have those guys. You got to be able to go to people when you're betting things that aren't football or basketball and not in your comfort zone. All right. We've mentioned the, the records. My parlay of the week lost. I'm one and one up 0.16 units in that regard. Trevor, yours, yours lost. I didn't know how many legs of it lost. Um, I didn't even, I don't even know. You just know it lost. All right. Oh, and two, down two units. Got to get it back this week. We start with college football. Number one, Alabama heading to the swamp at number 11, Florida. Bama is a 14 and a half point favorite. I saw it get up to 15 and a half as of yesterday, back down to 14 and a half. Now the over under is 60. Um, are you willing to go against Bama in this spot? I am. I want, I want Florida plus 14 and a half. And I'm going to ride the over with you, but yes, I, th- I think I think Florida is actually going to play a really close game here. And knowing me, this is just going to be completely wrong. Bama will probably blow them out. No, 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 no. You're writing down Alabama oh, minus oh. 14. I don't want Alabama. I want Florida. 
Okay. Have you seen the all right. chop chop? So Alabama, here's the thing though. Dude, yes, I read all your stats and everything says go against Florida. But here's the thing, Gabe. I've been so cold. I, I went back to my bread and butter, and that's just looking at the board and I'm gonna follow what the board tells me. 31 straight wins for Alabama against the SEC East. Nick Saban has not lost to an SEC East opponent since 2010. That was South Carolina with Steven Garcia. Only five of those wins have been decided by less than 14 points, which newsflash is the spread here. They've beaten opponents in the SEC East by an average of 26.9 points per game. I think the more interesting thing is this. Unless you think Alabama is finishing outside of the top 10 this year, if they're inside of the top 10, teams that finish inside the top 10 against Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen is 2-28 and 28 against. Yeah, we don't need to win the game, Gabe. We just need to cover 14. I don't think they're going to keep it close, though. <laughs> I think they will. I think they will. I think Florida is not bad. Alabama is what it is. Did you see the um, – oh, God, that Alabama player, his interview? Jordan about- Battle. Suck on these. Yeah, suck on these. (laughs) So you're betting against that? I am betting against that. I think the vibes in the locker room of Alabama aren't that good right now. I think Saban probably had the boys running a little bit after that one. Um, Yeah, no, I love Florida here. Maybe upset of the year. I mean, as someone who has an Alabama under ticket, we're certainly rooting for it. That's why I'm not betting Alabama, even though I think that's the side to be on. Listen, I just – I'm telling me what the board told me. Nothing else. He's got to get hot at some point. Um, the other thing to note, Alabama 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 matchups with Florida. And both of us are taking over 60 um, because the over has hit in five straight matchups between Florida and Alabama. That game kicks off at 12.30 Pacific time on Saturday on CBS. First time that we're getting – a big CBS game this year. They didn't really do anything in week one and two. So can't wait to hear that SEC on CBS music bumping. Yeah, again. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's what we need to get back on a roll for, for you. Second game, our lovely and noble Bo Nix makes a trip to State College, Pennsylvania. The Auburn Tigers ranked 22nd in the country. Two straight games in which they've scored 60 points. First time in school history that that's happened in the first two games of the Brian Harson era, they opened as six and a half point underdogs. It has been bet down to five points at number 10, Penn state, the over under is 53. Are you on the Bo Nix wagon this week? I absolutely am. I want Auburn plus five. Uh, I, the only thing here though, for me is I think this is going to be one of the better defenses uh, Bo Nix we'll see this year and has seen in his career. They don't play a lot of big 10 games. And when they did, they got destroyed by Minnesota in that bowl game. We don't got to talk about that. Yeah. I like the Tigers here. Plus five. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Penn state wins, but I think it's going to be like one of those one possession games. So as long as we're not tied up and it's a game winning touchdown, I think, yeah, this should be pretty easy for Bo Nix and the boys to cover. They've been scoring. I think they've scored 60 points in their first two games. Yes. Offensive look good. So, but it hasn't been no Penn State defense. Is Penn State, their coach is interested in that USC job. Well, yeah. The inter- so, the interesting thing with James Franklin is he was asked 
he's on the the list of of names that people think are going to get contacted by USC after USC fired Clay Helton, which we can talk about in terms of do you think do you think USC has a little bounce back week against Washington State? But Franklin was asked, I think yesterday, it was either yesterday or Tuesday, he was asked about um, whether he would deny interest in the USC job. And he said something like, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I'm not going to deny interest because even if I do, it's not going to stop you guys from speculating about it, (laughs) which was like, I mean, sure, that's true, but it but if you know that enough, like just deny it. So, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter because if he takes the job, he's going to take the job, whether he denies it or not, there's no like correlation between just because somebody has said, I'm not taking the job does not mean like Nick Saban said he wasn't taking the Alabama job when he was the Dolphins head coach. Urban mm-hmm. Meyer just said he wasn't taking the USC job. We'll see who gets it. Um, That'd be a short stay in Jacksonville for our boy Urban. It would be <laughs> a very <laughs> short stay. So I don't know, like, do you think, do you think that's a – you just said you think that the, the vibes aren't necessarily the highest in the Alabama locker room after some suck on D's comments, but do you think that the vibes are not necessarily as high in State College after James Franklin's just avoiding <laughs> denial? I don't think the vibes have been good in the Penn State locker room for a while now. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been – so, okay, here's the thing. Bo Nix – under Brian Harson, you just said 60 points in two games, 60 against Akron, 62, I believe, against Alabama State. Yes, just two bad teams. Two very bad teams. I would argue, I would argue they've had one of the five weakest schedules in all of football so far, in all of college football so far. On the road, whiteout environment in state college. Bo Nix has thrown 12 of his career's 13 interceptions on the road. Both these teams 2-0 against the spread so far this year. I think the interesting thing, um, I didn't want to look up the history of Auburn against the spread as a road underdog. I wanted to look at what Brian Harson's teams were. I would have thought he'd have more chances, but I guess the Mountain West is the Mountain West. So Boise State has only had three games against um, against three games against the spread where he was a road underdog just because Boise State's always the favorite of the Mountain West. And mm-hmm. he's 3-0 against the spread in that spot. So that's a good sign for you with Auburn plus five. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't see like Penn State necessarily like going out and winning this game by two scores at all. Well, I don't think they got touchdown? it like that. But by a touchdown? That's the only scary thing. That's the only scary thing is like if this game is tied. Overtime. Oh, yeah. Overtime. That's that's what will kill you. And, you know, being in the rut that I am, I can totally see myself on Saturday watching Penn State score a game winning touchdown. Speaking into existence, reverse. It won't happen. Uh, Yeah. Auburn plus five. You got any picks here? I would take I think the whiteout environment is just going to like what time is this game being played? um, 830 Eastern, I believe. Let me see. Uh, it kicks off at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. So it'll be dark. Um, it'll be a whiteout environment. Oh, Nick's under the lights. I mean, this is a – I mean, last time we seen them, I think – well, no, out of conference, though, I'd say that Oregon game was the last time we seen yeah. out of conference against a 
good team. And he made a big play. But and he had a good game. But he didn't have a good game for a long part of that. He just hung around and made a play That's late. That's why they play four quarters. Which is all you need. And even though Penn State is 0-5 against the spread in their last five against an SEC opponent, I will take Penn State minus five. So, I don't know if you, you're willing to go opposite side taco bet. or if you I would. Do. I would. You're, we're on the same page. <laughs> All right. Taco bet it is. Taco bet in State College. Um, I will take Penn State minus five. I think Bo Nix gets rattled. There's no evidence that I've seen of him being a great quarterback in hostile road environments, not just a neutral site game in Jerry World. So, I will take Penn State minus five, and we'll see what happens. Um, Penn State, 10th ranked team in the country. Second best team in the Big Ten, third best team in the Big Ten. I don't know. It depends on what you think of Iowa and Ohio State still. The third game, I am not allowed to give out a pick for, but I can give some analysis. I'm interested to see which side of the aisle you lean toward. This game opened as Arizona State minus two and a half. They're the 19th ranked team in the country. They're going to the 23rd ranked team in the country, BYU. The over under, excuse me, is 51. Arizona State, 5-12 and 12 against the spread as a favorite under Herm Edwards. But the program itself, and you can tell me this doesn't matter. I would argue, yes, it certainly does not matter. The 20 Yeah, I know the 2011, 2013, 2014, and 2018 team will not be playing. No, but the 2018 team at least was Herm. 2011, 13, and 14, I would say – Absolutely not. Does not matter because those are those are completely different. But ASU five and zero in their last five games against ranked non-conference opponents. 2018, 2019, the only two times that Herm has done that has played against a ranked team in non-conference. He's two and zero. Both wins are against Michigan State. Both were defensive battles. Um, which way do you lean? And does it scare you that it's gotten bet up from minus two and a half to minus four? No, I'm not scared of anything. First of all. Uh, second of all, I th- we got to throw it back and talk about last week first. That BYU blew out was pretty sick. I thought they were going to go white out. That blew out was pretty cool. They're going white out this week. Did you uh, did you watch last week's game at all? Last week's BYU game? Yeah. I did. What would you think? I thought that the Utah offense was relatively soft in how they responded to the pressure that BYU gave them. And like the fumble that they had in the, this, I think the second drive of the game was just a guy getting the ball slapped out on an arm tackle. Like it was poor ball security. But with that being said, the freshman running back for Utah, Micah Bernard still ran for 146 yards. And I think ASU's offensive line is every bit as good. And their running backs, Rashad White, is better than Micah Bernard. So mm-hmm. I don't really think BYU's – I don't know why BYU's a ranked team. I don't think Utah was that good. I get that they beat them. They Like, BYU struggled a little bit with Arizona. And we know those boys in Arizona suck. Yeah, they're ass. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, so bad. <laughs> I, I think ASU – I've said on Heat Check, I think ASU wins by two scores. Yeah, no, I think the juices aren't going to be flowing as much as they were last week for BYU. I mean, they're playing their biggest game of the season last week. ASU's played two just scrub teams first two weeks. This is going to be, I guess, their first real test. But, yeah, I don't think BYU is all that either. Yeah, I love Arizona State, minus four here. That's, like, that's real pick. 
Okay. Like, actually, just give me three units on that play. Three units on ASU minus four. All right. You heard that. I would suggest if you were going to, I would think that this game will go under the total. Because, really? Yeah. ASU, six of the last eight games, um, the total has gone under. Um, and it's gone on. The total has also gone under in 11 of the last 13 between BYU and a Pac 12 school. The, the only way this goes over is if ASU hangs like 38 on BYU and BYU scrounges together 14 points. See, I think it would be closer than that. And if, yeah, exactly. But if you think it's closer than that, I don't think it's closer because BYU is like scoring with ASU. I think it's because both offenses aren't scoring as much. I mean, dude, how, how many points did uh, UNLV score against us? Ten. Ten? Yes. Like, the BYU offense was a lot better than that. UNLV had 19 yards total in the second half, and they had 10 yards total after – because of – like, if you go with total net yards and all these things, they had 10 total yards after the um, – first two drives of the game the first two drives of the game unlv went 75 yards scored kicked a field goal they went 70 yards scored a touchdown the next drive and then after that they got completely shut down never moved the ball past the 50 yard line the rest of the game well you know what asu minus four that's what we're gonna ride with i'm not gonna touch the over under okay week two in the nfl did anything stand out from week one your your vikes my chiefs um, the, the Cardinals looked insane against the Titans. Uh, Chandler Jones, five sacks. Anything all those teams that were plus three, like they all won. Yeah, except for the Broncos, minus three, they cashed. Gabe's guarantee. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, the Giants are terrible though. I told I told everybody in, in our in our group chat, I said I would responsibly go heavy on the Denver Broncos. And yeah, dude, if it like Miller's like just blowing steam on these giants, like, oh, they're so good. Like, no, dude, they're terrible. They're frauds. Daniel Jones is not the answer. They've got a lot invested in the offense, but he doesn't really do anything with it. So I don't think that there there's much to be said. But yeah, it was, I think 12 of thir- no, because the Raiders won too. 13 of the 16 underdogs against the spread won. That's just crazy. Um, did anything else? I mean, you said you didn't bet. I mean, dude, that Browns-Chiefs game was amazing. Did you, note-taking-wise, things to think about for the future of NFL bets this year, anything stand out and be like, all right, that's something I wasn't anticipating. That's something I need to take note of for the rest of the year. Yeah, let me just pull up the week one schedule so I can revisit these games. Uh Dude, it's going to be interesting, I mean, just to kind of see how the, the Ravens bounce back from that game. Like, that, that game is just so still so fresh in my mind. The Rams, the Rams, too. The Rams looked real good. The Rams looked really good. Um, Airing it out. Yeah, airing it out is right. Like, I think those receivers are just going to have a big year. The Eagles, too. Eagles looked really good. The Falcons were – that was the over. That was, like, seriously, like, how are the Falcons only scoring six points? Like, the Falcons, I know, we might lose 
we might give up 32 points, but we're at least going to score 28 and give us a game at least. So, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. Jaguars, that was tough. That was a tough game against the Texans for my boy Trev. And, yeah, the Seahawks looked good again. Nothing really stood out to me other than, you know, the Cardinals obviously blowing out the Titans. I think that was kind of just a fluke game for the Titans. But I am worried about my Vikings this week in Arizona. I honestly think it's a really good bounce back spot to ride the Vikes plus three and a half. Oh, I will be. <laughs> I like that pick. I like that pick. But there's there oh there's like a sick boost in um one of the sports books here. Like every time 250 people bet the Cardinals spread, it goes down a point. So like it could get all the way to like plus 42 if enough people bet it and like you automatically win. There's got to be some kind of like stipulation or points bet type thing on that. But um, all right, let's talk about the big ones. Buffalo, they just coming up. They're coming off of a loss to Pittsburgh. Pretty disappointing game for them. They're three. Yeah, dude, that was weird too. That that they lost that game. It was just ugly football. Both mm-hmm. them and the Steelers couldn't move the ball. Um, and I don't know necessarily why the Steelers couldn't move the ball more because Buffalo's defense is pretty average. I guess I get the Bills getting kind of shut down by the Steelers, but still, like, Josh Allen's elite. He should be able to play a little better than he did. Um, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Dolphins, who beat New England by a point um, in a pretty back-and-forth game, a game that I think either team could have won. The over-under is 47-and-a-half. Buffalo – Nine and three against the spread in their last 12 games dating back to last season. Miami, 10 and three against the spread in the last 13 games. Um, I've been really high on Brian Flores throughout the past um, couple since he's taken over the job in Miami. I'm going to take Miami plus three and a half this week. I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to go with the Bills minus three and a half. I think this is a big bounce back game for Josh Allen and the boys. I don't think the Dolphins should have won that game against the Patriots. Unfortunate fumble at the end from my boy Damian. Um, Mac Jones' first start, he looked comfortable. I think Mac Jones is going to be pretty damn good. I do too. So, yeah, so I guess a thing, you know, feature on down the season, like I'm going to keep betting with Mac Jones because I think game by game it's only going to get better. Patriots' defense real good. But, yeah, no, I don't think Miami's offense is going to – good enough to keep up with the bills and i think i think last week's game against the steelers left a bad taste in the bills mouth i think they come out here and just steamroll the dolphins I, but then I, again it's one of those three and a half point spreads and it's like i'm gonna get caught up on this again yeah where like the hook gets you mm-hmm. and i feel i think I could be convinced on the Bills as a bet it, and if it doesn't hit and they lose outright to the Dolphins or whatever, you're learning pretty early, like, yo, the Bills are not what people thought they were going to be. Yeah. But okay. – Oh, dude, if they lost this game, we got trouble in paradise. If they lose this game and you're holding a Dolphins to win the AFC East or the Patriots to win the AFC East, ticket at like pretty solid plus money feeling pretty good about yourself yeah you are you definitely are um game number two 
is in the afternoon window. I believe this is the one o'clock slate uh, for Pacific time. Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half. They just came off of a tight uh, two point loss to the uh, to the Buccaneers. I about said Patriots because of Brady, but Buccaneers, Los Angeles Chargers over under is 55 and a half. Um, I'm taking the over of 55 here. I think that Dallas has proven that they're an overs team. Six of the last games, six of the last eight games, they've hit the over their defense. If you, if you don't give them a fluke fumble recovery on that Godwin fumble near the end zone, yeah. like to the two yard line, that's an extra seven points that they're giving up. I think that they very easily could have given up 40 plus on Thursday night against the Patriots and didn't um, because of a ball, through, a ball going through Leonard Fournette's hands, another fumble by Ronald Jones, like Tampa Bay tried to give him that game and they still gave up 31 points. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm not going to touch the uh, over here. I mean, if I had to, yeah, I'd ride that with you. I like Cowboys plus three and a half. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. But just like last week, I think the Cowboys are going to keep it close because, one, they can score with just about anyone in the league. And, you know, the defense the defense is just the problem here. And they lost to Marcus Lawrence. That's not good. That's a tough break, man. Best defensive player, too. Yeah, and he's out but, six to eight weeks with a broken foot. Yeah, but, you know, Chargers, they proved, proved it last week. They're – they're a good team. The rest football team, good team. And they, they went in there and beat them. I think the Chargers will get it done. Fast turf over there in SoFi. Were you surprised at all by how good Dak looked in his first game back? Yes and no. Like, you can't ex- – you can never – like, you can think he's going to do good. Like, I expected him to go out there and play well. There's no way anyone would have ever imagined he was going to go out there and just like, oh, it looked like he never got hurt. Well, he didn't necessarily look comfortable running the ball, but he threw the ball. I mean, maybe, yeah, but he looked comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. And that's when, especially with that ankle, like people can be stepping on that and everything. So, and he was still standing in there when there was pressure in his face, which I thought was extremely impressive stuff. Um, this, Why run the ball when you got C.D. Lamb wide open 30 yards down the field? Yeah, they didn't need to run Ezekiel Elliott because the Buccaneers lead the league in rushing defense. So I think he'll get more work this week against the Chargers. But uh, I'm not surprised that he only had, I think, 26 yards of total offense in week one. This game on Sunday night, I have a grudge to hold with your boy, Max. What's up? He still owes me. We had a we had the essentially a taco bet. It was a twenty dollar cash cash bet on Ravens Chiefs last year Monday Night Football. The Chiefs were plus three and a half, or they were plus three. And I said I would just take the Chiefs money line. And he said the Ravens are going to win. The Chiefs went in there, beat Baltimore in Baltimore, and he still never paid me. Okay, well. We got to get that taken care of first so, and foremost. Kind of a kind of a weak move there, but in this time, in this trip to Kent to Baltimore, the Chiefs are minus three and a half. Patrick Mahomes looking to go four and zero in his career against Lamar Jackson. They've won three straight seasons. They had that early December game 
uh, with the fourth and nine heave to Tyreek Hill. They come back, they win in overtime. That was the first year they played. They had the 2019 game in the rain in Kansas City. They had last year's Monday night football blowout. I believe that was in week three. This year, week two, Sunday night football, Chiefs minus three and a half, Ravens over under. Total is 55. Uh, the Chiefs are 11-0 in September under Mahomes now, but they didn't cover because we really needed that. We really needed that two-point conversion in the fourth quarter. Um, it came down to that, didn't get it. Do you think the Chiefs cover, or do you think they just win, or do you like what's the play here? So I received word from Max. I said you still gave twenty dollars. We are live on the money line, talking down on your name. <laughs> Ravens Chiefs Monday Night Football. He says, Max says three words. I was blacked. <laughs> any response to that um i would say be more responsible <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll, I'll let him know okay let me give a pick here first um yeah i'm gonna go chiefs minus three and a half and one reason only um baltimore they just let me down big time yeah. after that we have yeah. Yeah, we got bad blood. I will never be a Raven better ever again. Uh, so, yeah. True. That's just this, not true. Where's this game? Oh, in Baltimore? Yeah, listen, Mahomes and the boys are about to show up for the city. Do you think the Ravens are wearing those black unis? Mm, I think they probably will. Black on white? Those will be tough. Those will be um, sweet. The thing with Baltimore is like not only are they not a good matchup because if they get down on the Chiefs, you have to make Lamar throw. They're also not a good matchup because what their defense does well is they play cover zero. They bring a ton in the blitz and Mahomes just sits back there and takes the pressure, finds somebody in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Usually it's Tyreek Hill. Sometimes it's Kelsey. If you give one-on-one -on -one coverage, sometimes you can just let McCole Hardman like scream by. And when that happens, the Chiefs are going to blow out, blow out the Ravens. Like they make a bad, like McCole Harbin's never been super, super great in his first two years that he's played the Ravens. He's had like a 70 plus yard touchdown catch and he's had a 45 yard touchdown catch. So when the, when the third and fourth options for the Chiefs receiving core are open like that, it's going to be easy for the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs minus three and a half. I don't necessarily love the over-under. Interested to see what the Chiefs defense looks like when Tyron Matthew plays after he came off the COVID list. Uh, let's get to lines we love. I will say this, Friday night special. Follow my uh, Action Network account at Gabe underscore sports. I will give out more picks. I love, 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 love the college football board this weekend. Friday night, before things get going on Saturday, UCF minus six and a half, Maryland minus seven and a half. I love both of those. I almost love parlaying them to get it to plus two seventy one. I love, I love you. I love that UCF minus six and a half pick. I'm not so sure about the Maryland minus seven and a half. I think that's the game you're gonna have to be uh, sweating out a little bit. But yeah, did that UCF minus six and a half pick fully endorsed? Love that show, or not that show? That team. I love our show. How is our show not sponsored by the Action Network yet? It's only been free ads. <laughs> we we just want people to go follow our picks. 
Um, yeah, I like UCF minus six and a half. I think dude, in Illinois stinks. And Maryland is, in my mind, better than Virginia is. And Virginia had no problem throwing the ball all over Illinois. Talia is better than uh, Braden Hendershot for Virginia. So I like, I like Maryland big. See, that's – yeah, I mean, do you – how much of the Nebraska game do you take into account, though? Not very much. Nebraska – Not very much? Nebraska's not good, and it was like the first game back. It was as riled up as the Illinois fan base is going to be. Now they've seen them lose to UTSA at home. They've seen them get killed by Virginia on the road. Like, is there going to be that much juice in Champaign? See, yeah, I – that's the thing. I, but would you think about – Betting it down to six and a half or seven? I would yeah. certainly think about betting it down to seven. Six and a half? Sure. Um, if you, you're lose, that, you, lose, you, lose, you lose a little juice, though, in the parlay. Yeah, but either way, I like what Mike Loxley's got going on in College Park. Is a game in Illinois? Yeah. Both of these teams are road teams. That's Dude, I think that Maryland minus seven and a half is what you're going to be sweating here. I don't think – I'm not that worried about it. Um, all right, let's get to the Saturday slate. Lines we love. Last week I went – I was hot. I think I went four and one in lines we love. So, um, the only loss I think was – the only loss I think was the NC State game. And by the time it rolled around, I talked myself out of that bet. So, I didn't even bet it. That was a tough game for our Wolfpack. Um, I also get to victory lap. I had Oregon money line. Thank you. Plus 450. I told you to sprinkle that, but you wanted yeah, to – I had Ohio State in just about every – so I guess going back to where did my parlay of the week lose, Ohio State money line, the first leg. Um, yeah, dude, I was – I was that. that is what – that is what started this cold streak. Ever since then, it's just been downhill. I've only been going down. Hopefully, let's actually. I'm going to check back in with this soccer team. So you take this over. Okay, my first pick is actually a double. It is a two game. It's two picks in one game. Big noon kickoff. The rivalry renewed. Nebraska is going to Norman, Oklahoma, to take on the Sooners. I'm taking. Oklahoma minus 22 and a half for the game. I'm taking Oklahoma's team total over of 41 and a half. Um, I love that Oklahoma minus 22 and a half and the second one too. But yeah, I love Oklahoma this week. They're going to run the score up. Nebraska is not going to know what hit them. They haven't played a team like Fordham and Buffalo. Not very good anymore. Uh, Illinois, who they lost to. Not very good. We've seen that. Spencer Rattler is going to have a huge week. They beat West Carolina last week, 76 nothing. I think they easily hang a 50 spot. And I know people who are thinking, you know, let's just take Oklahoma, make some easy, quick first half money. Take them, take them minus 10 in the first half. No. Why would we yeah, take that too? No, no, no. Why would you do that? Why would you shorten the game when you have the better team? Just take the long game. Gabe, they're going to be up 28 at half. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> They're gonna destroy them. Is it, like, it, where's the game being played? Game is in Norman. Oh, dude, yeah, Scott Frost and those boys is gonna be a quick trip. <laughs> so those are my first picks. 
two games, yeah. two picks in one game. Uh, get your get your Saturday. And, and you've had it out a parlay. Like you texted me last night. I love the board, and I looked at Griffin. And I said I just got one of the best texts I've ever received. No better. There are no better texts in this one. And yeah, dude, I agree. I looked at that board, and it. I love it. And I'm seeing it clear. I had such a great week last week. I'm I'm up on college football through two weeks. Like, do you think year, do you think year. not betting a lot of games week one and just like getting yes. all that information? You think that helped? Absolutely. Week two was week two. I was seeing things clearly. Oregon was Oregon plus 14 and a half. I texted in the group chat that all of us share. And I said, I it's it's scary how much I like Oregon plus 14 and a half. And it was scary because it was so obvious. Yeah, dude, that I, – I, I thought for the longest time Ohio State was going to come back still. They were never going to cover, but, man, to just lose, too. What a win for them Ducks. Yeah, man, it was big, big <laughs> It's got to be the best bet you've hit in a while. Certainly. Yeah. All right, I'm going um, – my first pick, I think, even though you're three deep, is – Utah minus nine. I honestly forgot who they're playing. Like I said earlier, I did no research. That's how you get out of a slump. They're playing San Diego State. Who just yeah, they're playing San Diego State. They're terrible. Utah, they're going to try. They need, they need a statement win after last week. That's a tough loss. You got to bounce back. Terrible team in San Diego State. I think they hang one on them. San Diego State just rolled Arizona. But I don't know how much that says about. I, yeah, that like we said, and we'll always say the Wildcats are ass. I don't know how their over under was two and a half this year. Like genuinely, they might lose to NAU this weekend because their wins, their wins, they've already lost. They've lost two of their best chances at wins. Yes. Yeah. So they need this one this week. They they badly need to beat NAU. Um, you've got Utah minus nine against San Diego State. I believe that game is in San Diego. Um, I will take Nevada as a one-point favorite in Manhattan, Kansas, against the K-State Wildcats after Skylar Thompson had a significant knee injury. I think he'll be – it was a super scare. They thought he was done for the year. Apparently, he will come back at some point. But right now – we're taking Carson Strong. We're taking the future NFL quarterback, the best player in the game. They've already beat Cal. That's a that's a power five win. I think they get another one on Saturday. Basically, you're just getting me in a pick them here. So give me Nevada minus one. I like that. I like that. My next pick, I think you might like this one, Gabe. I do. Kansas. I feel like this is our Saturday to cash this, this win.